This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello, what's good? Welcome back to another edition of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. I am your host, Blair Angulo. Thank you so much for tuning in. It is Thursday, September 2nd, and we've got a Big Ten matchup on tonight between Ohio State and Minnesota. So what better way to get into that spirit than to have Alan True, our guy in the Midwest, National Recruiting Analyst for 24-7 Sports, hopping on the show. Alan, how are we doing? Hey, doing well, Blair. Excited for we got a little little taste of Big Ten football with Illinois and Nebraska over the weekend, but excited to fully jump in here. Are we really counting that game as a Big Ten matchup, though? I mean, that was oh man, like that that set football back centuries, I thought. You know, for my purposes, it was good to see football and see some guys that I recognize out there. And the Illinois fans are fired up about getting that win. So I'm not going to take that away from them. We're definitely counting that one. (laughs) All right. All right. That sounds good. Dylan Tatum, we'll get into him. He's a four star that has some buzz right now. Carnell Tate, another prospect from the Midwest, originally from the Midwest, playing his his high school ball at IMG Academy. He's deciding next month. Also going to touch on Michigan State's class, which right now is inside the top 20. But let's start with tonight's show down Ohio State, Minnesota, in the state of Minnesota. And, and this is kind of a, an opportunity. And obviously, it's it's a bit of, you know, David versus the Goliath here. But Minnesota, even with a loss, I think if they impress on the field and, and show that they're on the cusp there, it could help P.J. Fleck and that staff recruit a little bit better, right? Yeah, I mean, you think about in 2019, I, I don't know people for, remember that they were 11-2. and two. And, uh, you know, really, and, and won the Outback Bowl. And then last year, COVID year, kind of a strange year. Uh, didn't have the progression that they probably hoped for going from 2019 to 2020. They finished three and four. So I think, you know, they're, they're clearly the underdog to Ohio State. Um, but you got a big game at home. You got a lot of eyes on you. And I think you do just, you know, if you win the game, obviously great. But I think you want to just see them play well and be competitive with the Buckeyes. Yeah, and I think when recruits look at games specifically, they want to see trajectory. They want to see progression. They also want to see opportunity. And if you're Minnesota and you hang in there, right, against a top 10 or top five program that has a lot of college football playoff buzz and they're grabbing all the headlines. But if you're Minnesota, you can sell a chance to go in there, make an impact, play, continue to help the team and that program go to where it wants to be. But on the flip side of it, Ohio State looks looks really talented. And this could be the start, I think, of a nice run for Ryan Day as they're building one of the better classes in, in 2022 in the country and, and obviously getting some players with some big time NLI deals. Uh, we will get into that in, in a bit. But, you know, I do think that Ohio State has maybe more to lose on the field than than they have to gain. Right. Because I think the expectation is for them to go out there and dominate. But from a recruiting perspective, all they can really do is is just kind of hold serve. Yeah, I mean, they're such a juggernaut right now when it comes to 
recruiting. And like you said, hold serve, just kind of keep this thing in cruise control. But what I've really liked about Ohio State is I don't think that they recruit that way at all. They don't recruit as if, hey, we're just trying to, you know, keep this thing going a little bit. They, they recruit like they're trying to climb the ladder still. They really get after it. And I think that really what is what makes a, a difference for them. They certainly don't take anything for granted. Um, and, and they've got some some things to answer tonight or uh, Thursday night. You know, they brand new quarterback. I think people want to see how CJ Stroud does. He was a guy who by the time he committed was a big time recruit for them, but wasn't wasn't a guy who was, as you know, from being out West, wasn't like this obvious guy um, early in his career. So I think people want to see how CJ does. And I think they want to see the Buckeyes come out strong. I think it was a couple of years ago that they opened the season against Indiana. And I want to say Indiana gave him a little bit of a run. So I think if you're Minnesota, that's, that's kind of flipping the page back to them. That's kind of what you're hoping for. Yeah, C.J. Stroud, a, a late riser who really put his name on the map at the Elite 11 Finals, had a terrific senior season at the end. I mean, was choosing between Clemson and Ohio State and Oregon and a few other schools. So uh, obviously a known commodity at this point. And he's battling in that QB room against Quinn Ewers, uh, our former number one prospect in the 2022 class who reclassified and is now on campus. How much of an impact do you feel like that could have on on not only Ohio State, but some of these premier programs from across the country to have a player who has reportedly signed a, a, a you know, $1.4 million NIL deal to be able to sign autographs and memorabilia and things like that. I mean, this could be a significant step for, for not only Ohio State, but for some of those programs that are in that echelon. Yeah, sure. And I don't, you know, not every program is going to be able to offer you that. And so I think if you're Ohio State or you're another school who has that kind of drawing power, you could certainly use that. And and not every recruit is going to have the ability to do that like Quinn Ewers, but the top programs in the country, they recruit guys like Quinn Ewers each and every year. Now there's there's only going to be a couple of them that come along. But uh, if, if you're a program who recruits that kind of kid, you're going to be able to sell that. You're going to be able to use that in recruiting now. I mean, it's when he made this decision, I think we all knew he was going to have some opportunities. I think we knew that uh, there were going to be offers on the table for him to be able to put some money in his pocket. I don't know that I certainly didn't predict that number coming out. So I think it's gone better for him than, than even a lot of us expected. Yeah. And, and obviously he's not going to be getting the first team reps. Um, and, and we're still trying to figure out how much of an impact he might have as a true freshman, but obviously it's a trend in the right direction. If you are one of those elite recruits that you're going to have some of these opportunities uh, moving forward. We are joined by Alan True. He's a national recruiting analyst for 24-7 Sports. You can follow him on Twitter at Alan True. Now, Alan, before we get into some of these other specific recruits that we mentioned earlier, there's another big, big 10 matchup this weekend between two programs that are ranked inside the top 25 in the Associated Press poll. That would be Penn State at Wisconsin and the visitor list is beginning to look really, really star studded. Yeah, the Badgers are going to have a really good list of guys coming up and we may not even there may be more added here even in the next couple of days. But the biggest probably you're looking at Carson Hinsman, who is a in-state guy, four star guy, all American bowl guy, but not your typical in-state recruit in that, uh, you know, I don't think he grew up in Wisconsin, grew up and uh, he was in Minnesota, actually, when I first met him. Has taken official visits to some other schools like uh, Ohio State and Iowa, and he's still looking at Minnesota and some other schools. So this isn't like a 
layup in-state Wisconsin kid like normal for them. So they're battling it out for Carson Hinsman. So to get him uh, up for the first game, that's huge. Um, you're also looking at Billy Shrouth and Isaac Ham, two more in-state guys who are four-star guys who are, are not necessarily, at least in Shrouth's case, again, not a slam dunk for Wisconsin. Notre Dame leads on his crystal ball, but Wisconsin's been creeping up there to the point where I think they're, they're starting to uh, maybe be the prohibited favorite. Now, even though Notre Dame has more crystal balls, Isaac Ham, I have a crystal ball in for the Badgers, but you know, his, he hasn't pulled the trigger to this point. So you're still wondering if he's going to take a look at some other programs this year, then a lot of 23s and 24s that they've offered guys from, from all over um, as far as, you know, Kansas, a lot of kids coming up from Iowa. There is a Tom Lemming photo shoot that goes along with this. So that's drawing a bunch of kids up to campus as well. So really, really strong list uh, for the Badgers who, you know, you would think first game, big, big 10 opponent. Camp Randall's going to be rocking on Saturday. I think a very important game on the field, but off the field too for Wisconsin to start generating some momentum heading into the season. Right now, the Badgers number 10 among the Big Ten programs in the team recruiting rankings uh, with only 11 commitments and just inside the top 50 nationally. So Wisconsin obviously looking to continue to ascend in those rankings and continue to build this 2022 class. One program that has already started to build this class and, and ascend those rankings is Michigan State. And we were touching on on this, Alan, before we came on air, is that they are, are casting a wide net uh, across the country. They've got a handful of commitments out in, in the West Coast, which was obviously Mel Tucker's primary recruiting ground when he was at Colorado. And they missed that honeymoon period that new coaches get once they arrive at a new program. The 2020 year was a weird one, obviously, for a lot of people, and, and the pandemic affected recruiting immensely. But uh, you, you have to look at the first-year coaches that missed that opportunity to make that first impression. And for Mel Tucker to have the Spartans recruiting at that level that they are and, and you know, kind of churning the, the wheels a little bit. I mean, they, they got uh, Caden Hauser, a four-star quarterback, who you and I, when we were recording quarterbacks at the Elite 11 Finals, you, 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 know, you were impressed because I, I don't know if you kind of knew the quality that they were getting. And, and that you can go up and down that list of, of commitments. They're getting some high-quality prospects that have a chance to really make an impact. Yeah, as you mentioned, they kind of got thrown in the deep end without a life raft to start their tenure at Michigan State. Weren't able to they they got kids on campus, I think, one time before things shut down for well over a year. But you saw some signs in the 21 class so they were going to be able to make some things happen. You know, when they closed out the class with Ma'a Altiode uh, and Keon Coleman, I think you thought they could carry that momentum over, but maybe not quite to the level that they are now with the number 19 class in the country. And, and you know, people have talked about the staff's ties to other parts of the country, including out West. It, but ties alone don't get the kids in the class. You know, that you would think that would be a tough sell to try to get a kid from California like Kate Hauser, who's already committed to a program out there to flip and come all the way to East Lansing when you have six games or whatever, seven games to show him of what your offense has done. And I think that the, their ability to do that shows you what kind of recruiters this staff is. Uh, you have three other four stars in the class, all from inside the state and, and all guys who had opportunities to go elsewhere. Alex Van Summeren had Clemson, Auburn, Texas A&M schools like that. Jaden Mangum looked like potentially a done deal to West Virginia. They're able to flip that around. So I, I think they've done extremely well. And the proof right now is in that national ranking. But if you just look at 
who they've been able to get on campus, who they're in on, who they're already in on in 23 and 24s. Uh, it's pretty clear that this staff prioritizes recruiting and they get after it on the trail. And one prospect that is being prioritized right now on the trail, Dylan Tatum, a four-star athlete from West Bloomfield, Michigan. He's the number 14 rated athlete nationally, number five prospect in the state of Michigan, according to the 24-7 sports composite. And right now, just looking at his profile, he's got Michigan and Tennessee also listed as warm interests, but Michigan State listed as warmer interests. and, And a lot of the crystal ball predictions are on the Spartans. Yeah, and those crystal balls flipped over from Michigan. It looked like uh, that was headed towards being a a Wolverine victory on the recruiting trail. Got several former teammates on that roster. His former high school coach, Ron Bellamy, is on the staff. There are a lot of things that were pointing towards Michigan, but the longer he went without announcing that, the more you thought that there was opportunity for other schools to jump in. So now Michigan State's done that. They got him uh, on campus uh, late in July. They got him on campus before that. They, they've really prioritized him and, um, and, and really have made him feel like he's a needed part of the class now. I flipped over to Michigan State on my pick, but the confidence is still at five just because he's been still taking the process at a measured pace. He just tweeted a couple of days ago that he wasn't committed anywhere, wasn't on any kind of timeline. He was making his own decision. And I think Tennessee, who has some recruiters on their staff with ties to Michigan and Iowa, who recently offered, who has recruited the state of Michigan pretty well before. Both of those schools are going to be pushing for an official visit. I know I was trying to work out a date with them. So we'll see if that happens. If it doesn't, then I think things still look good for Michigan State. Um, but that's one where you know, I think Michigan State's in good position, but it's not a, a done deal just yet. It, it is very rare that I go a full 10 on the crystal ball prediction. And that means it's a lock, right? And, and a one is the lowest confidence, but it is rare that I go and I dial it up all the way to double digits because we're talking, we're talking about teenagers who change their mind, you know, left and right. They're, they're putting out edits, you know, to get followers on Instagram. They're basically drawing attention and saying, Hey, follow me to, to find out what my recruitment is. And uh, they're indecisive. And so sometimes you don't really know, and you don't really feel comfortable, even though you kind of know where a prospect might be leaning. It, it's very rare that I go above, you know, a seven or an eight uh, because we are dealing with some recruits that are obviously getting pulled in a lot of different directions. One of those being Carnell Tate. He's a four-star athlete from IMG Academy, Academy, but originally from the Midwest footprint, and he's got Midwest flavor to his recruitment. We're talking Michigan, Michigan State, Notre Dame, Ohio State, some of the schools on that list for him. He's a top 50 prospect, um, no, top 60 prospect nationally, the number 10 rated receiver overall in the 2022 class. What's the latest on Carnell Tate? Yeah, announcing uh, on October 8th, um, which I think think is IMG's bye week, which is why he partly why he chose that. The crystal ball right now is split between Notre Dame and Ohio State. I'm not in on that yet. And I was actually getting pretty close to joining Mr. Wilfong. Okay, okay. Or do we have some breaking news here on the podcast? Uh not yet. You know, he they just played they just famously played Bishop Sycamore, which is a whole nother story, right? So they were playing and he uh, he caught a touchdown and he threw up the OH and everybody thought okay, that's more evidence. From what I gather, if I if you made me make a pick today, I'd put Ohio State in. Notre Dame still fighting in this one and still making some some headway here, especially with September 1st being uh, today. He's still not closed off to really any school, but uh, I think Notre Dame is the one that still has the best chance to maybe make Steve have to change his pick here before October 8th. So I'm not ready to jump in yet because I think the Irish are still plugging away, still trying to turn the tide on this one a little bit, even though right now 
I think more of the signs point towards the Buckeyes. Yeah, and we know what Ohio State has been able to do, especially on the offensive side of the ball. But at that receiver position, you can never really count out, uh, you know, Brian Hardline and that whole staff and what they've been what they've been do- doing, grabbing a lot of the top rated prospects at that at that spot. Uh, Alan, I-, I wanted to ask you, like, if you score against Bishop Sycamore, did you really score? <laughs> you know, I guess it, it, for statistics purposes we, we're going to count those and it's going to look good on it's going to look good on carnell's highlight tape they were he had a one-handed catch which which still you know has to take some skill so okay i'm going to give okay. i'm going to we'll, give we'll i'm going to give those two it's kind of like uh it's kind of like that illinois victory we talked about earlier i don't want to take anything away from anybody so we're going to keep it on the record okay i like it alan true delivering the goods as always it's uh it was great to catch up with you my friend and, and look forward to reading up on all the top prospects and all their visits this weekend as we continue to monitor some of the top recruits and their game day experiences alan thank you so much appreciate it all right remember you can follow him on twitter at alan true for all the latest not only in the midwest but from across the country and especially in that big 10 footprint for alan true i am blair angulo remember stay locked into the 24 7 sports football recruiting podcast and enjoy week one of the college football season